we're going to visit the Planet of the Apes today, which was released in, uh, on February 8, 1968. It was directed by Franklin Schaefer. It was written by Michael Wilson, but as I'll talk about in a moment, uh, it was actually, uh, a lot of it was written by Twilight Zone's Rod Serling. Mm. Uh, stars Charlton Heston, of course, Roddy McDowell, Kim Hunter. And uh, you played some of that very eerie, creepy music. Uh, it was nominated for Best Score by Jerry Goldsmith. He didn't win. Uh, it was also nominated for Best Costume. It did win an honorary Oscar for Outstanding Makeup, as that probably comes as no surprise. It was pretty amazing what they did to create those apes. Uh, this was really the big sci-fi franchise of the 60s and 70s before Star Wars and, and Star Trek revived and overtook that, that genre. Um, it was so successful that it spawned, uh, like I said, an entire franchise. Several sequels, uh, a few reboots decades later, live-action TV show, a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, tons of merchandising with action figures and, and models and stuff. So it really was sort of the prototype for uh, what Star Wars would become, of, uh, you know, a few, almost a decade later. The movie's famous line, or one of its famous lines, is get your stinking paws off of you, damn dirty apes, <laughs> was voted number 66 on the uh, AFI's list out of 100 great movie quotes. Um, it was, as I mentioned before, Rod Serling, who was, uh, of course, the, the creator of The Twilight Zone, actually produced, produced uh, what he says was nearly 40 drafts of the screenplay. Um, but he was, wasn't really able to come to grips with the structure, so he ended up giving it uh, full credit to Michael Wilson for the final screenplay, but uh, a lot of Rod Serling's work is, is, in, is in that, uh, including the famous ending, which I don't really want to give away for those who haven't seen it, but those who, who know, know. Um, talking about makeup, when adjusted for inflation, uh, this movie holds the record for the highest makeup budget, uh, which represented about 70% of its, of its total budget. And during the breaks in filming, uh, after, this is, I find this really interesting. During the breaks in filming, the actors that made up different ape species, like gorillas uh, or orangutans or whatever, they would hang out together at lunch. So <laughs> the gorillas with the gorillas, the orangutans with the orangutans, the chimps with the chimps. It wasn't asked for or required. It just sort of naturally happened, which I think is sort of a, sort of a fascinating uh, soci sociological experiment. Joe, a couple of things I wanted to throw your way on this movie. One is... Where was the film location? Obviously on some sort of ocean front. And, and number two, and you touched on it, I think one of the greatest endings ever when you talk about a movie, and I know it's kind of giving it away, but it is a movie from 1968, but it's the one of the best endings of movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and there were several endings um, that were uh, um, thought up, and uh, Charlton Heston actually liked the ending that was, uh, was end up, ended up being used. And uh, again, I'm sort of dancing on it. You're right. It's a, you know, we're celebrating 55th anniversary here. Um, but, uh, the, uh, uh, it, it was a, an iconic ending. And, uh, one of the, um, uh, another line of course, from that ending is damn you all to hell. And, uh, the, they had a problem with the censors because they didn't want to use that word. And the, the producers and Heston says, no, we're not, Saying that as an expletive, we're saying that literally is like, "Hey God, damn these people to hell." Um, so that's how they kind of got that over on the on the censors. You asked about um, the uh, uh, the locations. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually filmed largely at Lake Powell, Utah. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, they had 
some water there and uh, uh, some desert scenes and, and so on and so forth. The other aspect that I want to ask, because this led to many other uh, sequels to this movie, was that planned all along, Joe, to come out of this movie and do the others? Or once they saw the success, did they just keep going? I think it's the latter. I mean, it's you know, this was kind of a risky film. Sci-fi as a genre wasn't really that popular at the time. Um, one of the things that sort of spurred them on into to making this was the success of a film called Fantastic Voyage. And you know, we just lost uh, the late, great uh, Raquel Welch the other day, uh, who, and she starred in Fantastic Voyage. So sort of su- the success of Fantastic Voyage gave them the, the wherewithal to take a risk on this. But I don't think there was a you know, five or six movie plan. I think it was just the success of that. Um, you know, talking of, you always like to talk about casting. Um, Charlton Heston was sort of always the producer's first choice for the part of Taylor. Marlon Brando was actually considered as a backup. Sean Connery, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, all the big names, uh, Burt Lancaster, James Garner, they were all considered for Taylor as well, but it was ultimately Charlton Heston's role. Now, for the role of Dr. Zayas, the sort of wise orangutan, there was considered Yul Brenner, Alec Guinness, mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence Olivier, uh, Orson Welles, and actually... Um, Edward G. Robinson did a screen test for it, but he didn't think at that stage of his life, you know, he was older and, and not in great health. He didn't think he would be able to complete the project, so he didn't finish that. And, and uh, for some of the for the role of Nova, uh, the uh, Heston's, uh, uh, I, I guess, girlfriend, love interest, whatever you want to call her, um, was Ursula Andrus uh, and Raquel Welch, which we already mm. mentioned, uh, and they both turned it down. And instead it went to Linda Harrison, who was the producer, Richard Zanuck's um, mistress at the time, and then later wife. Uh, Rock Hudson was considered for the role of Cornelius, but uh, they thought that he was too big a star and that he might overshadow Charlton Heston. Plus, they also wanted the chimps and the orangutans to be played by shorter actors. So uh, that went to Roddy McDowell instead. Very nice. Planet of the Apes, 1968. Joe, before I let you go, you brought up Raquel Welch, and I think it would be very timely. Your thoughts on Raquel Welch, the movie star? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, obviously Raquel Welch is known for being for her looks and being a sex symbol and then uh, uh, really representing the, the 60s in particular and, and to some degree the 70s, but uh, she did make quite a few films and, and uh uh, never was a, a big movie star, but she she never played uh, sort of a damsel in distress. She was always sort of a a, a competent, you know, uh, tough woman, which is is kind of forward thinking on the part, especially someone who looks like her. And I think uh, uh, she should be remembered for that.